I want to talk to you about a new movie that I cannot believe is is on Amazon and Google Play and iTunes, and uh, uh, you should watch it. Um, it's You can see it also on demand right now, your major cable or satellite carriers. This is not going to happen for very long. It is the movie Roe vs. Wade, and it tells the true story. John Voight's in it. It tells the true story of how that whole thing came down. It, it's It's... Gosh, what is it now? Half a century uh, of lies. Um, the way they manipulated, extorted, lied to get that thing uh, through and what it has done is truly frightening, truly frightening. And the truth needs to have its day in court, and it's having it right now. You need to know the truth. Roe versus Wade, it's not a documentary. It's a movie starring John Voigt, and it is available. Again, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, on demand from your major cable or satellite carriers. It is Roe versus Wade, and uh, you should download it now. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Last hour of the program begins in just a second. Stop the music. Stop. Stop everything. This is very important. We just got word that Bernie Madoff died. And I think it's only appropriate that we take a moment and uh, reflect on the death of Bernie. Okay, that's enough. Thank you very much. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, that sucks. For him, really, the rest of us, it's okay. Uh, Rectech. What you need is a Rectech if you grill. If you grill and you smoke, uh, I mean, not like, hey, give me another pack of Marlboros. I mean, if you're smoking food, even if you're baking, a Rectech can do all of those things. And now me, I'm going to talk down a little bit uh, to the people like me. Uh, yeah, I'd love to bake and smoke and do all those things. I, you know what I'd first like to do? Stop burning every piece of meat I ever put on the grill, okay? I've accomplished that now because I have a Rectech, and it, I mean, it makes food so good and so easy. You can uh, access it from an app on your phone. It keeps the temperature stable. You don't have to work. How many times have you done this? Maybe it's just me. Oh, crap, that thermometer wasn't working. Uh it keeps everything at a certain temperature. It cooks it. It bakes it. It's, it's just the best. It's sturdy. It's smart. It's dinner time. Rectech. Get one now. Find, find it. AB compare them. They're not sold in stores. You're going to save money on that. And they dump all the money that would have gone to that third party into the grill. That's why I say AB compare. Go look at the others. And then go online and look at a Rectech. And you will see there is nothing, nothing like a Rectech. It's R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech with a Q. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com.
there is a super spreader event and this super spreader event is far more dangerous and uh truly deadly to our children and this virus has escaped the university labs and it is super spreading through our culture it is truly deadly for your kids and it is i mean almost a religion now it's called crt for short it's rooted in marxism and it is flooding our public school systems you've never seen anything like this uh now just yesterday we found out in santa uh, santa santa clara county the um uh, the Board of Education has just called the U.S. a parasitic system based on the invasion of white male settlers. Teachers are instructed to cash in on kids inherent empathy. That is a quote. They also say in the training that you got to be very careful if you're online. Parents are now watching. So be very, very careful. It is spreading everywhere. And it is deadly, deadly to our society. And quite honestly, I think deadly to the soul of our children. Anything that teaches that one race of people is good, another race of people are born bad, is evil. Anything that tells my child that for whatever reason they can't make it is evil. I have a daughter with cerebral palsy. And... uh she beats herself up all the time. It's her birthday today. She's 33. She's a miracle. She's one of the nicest people I know. She is really super, super smart. Um, and anything, anyone who would say, you know, you really can't do that. Oh, my gosh. I'd come unhinged. Anybody that would do that would be evil. They're doing it every day to our kids. And uh, tonight, our special is on this. This is a must-watch. If there is only one thing that you can do, because there's so many things that are on fire right now, this one, the house is on fire. And you're standing outside, and you haven't noticed yet that your kids are still in the house. You've got to get your kids out of the house until the fire is extinguished. Uh so uh, today, I want to, that's tonight's special on Blaze TV. You can get it on Pluto. I think it'll be up on YouTube, um, but it's definitely on Blaze TV, 9 p.m. live tonight. Don't miss this special. It's critical. We have Lori Myers. Uh, she's a California educator, co-founder of Educators for Quality and Equality, not equity, important difference. She's. Uh, it's a grassroots group of educators making sure that we're not killing our kids and teaching them poison. We welcome her back to the uh, program now. Lori, how are you? I'm good, Glenn, and thank you so much for having me on today and bringing attention to this incredibly important issue that's not just in our California schools, but really oh. all across the country. You know, I think people think that it is only in uh, the California schools or in those crazy places. It's certainly not in my school, not here in South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, wherever you are. But it absolutely is everywhere now. Uh, and and I'd like to get your opinion on this. 
do you think that maybe that's part of the reason why the teachers unions don't want to go back to school? Because by the time we do go back to school, it will be a different type of education altogether. So um, that's a really important point. Um, Our focus is really on the curriculum that's going to be in schools. And teachers do have a say in what happens with curriculum. And teachers unions are actually quite influential when it comes to curriculum. Right. But for the most part, the authority for curriculum decisions lies with individual school districts. And that's actually where parents and community members have a lot of power to enact change and advocate for something better for their students. So I saw something today that I I know you can talk about, and take me through this. I saw a pathway to equitable math instruction. First, can you you please help people understand the difference between equity and equality? They're, They're being used as they're interchangeable, and they are not. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think whenever I see we're looking for equity, I think that's a first sign of real trouble. Um, Glenn, I'm really glad you brought that up. And probably the most straightforward way to understand the difference between equality and equity is that equality, which is foundational to our country, equal opportunity for all, means that everybody has equal access to everything. And that's the way it should be. Equitable doesn't mean equal access. It means equal outcomes which actually flies in the face of everything that we as teachers know about best educational practices, which is to grow every student to his or or her individual potential. Um, What's interesting is that I looked up the National Education Association Code of Conduct. That's the largest teacher union in the country for public school teachers. And in their code of conduct, it tells teachers to believe in the belief and worth and dignity of every individual human being. That, to me, speaks to equality, equal access, not equity, identical outcome. Correct. Which is impossible, by the way, uh, unless your standard is so incredibly low. Um, All right. So let me get back to a pathway to equitable math instruction the Gates Foundation has funded this math resource training that equates white supremacy culture uh, with mathematics and the way of teaching math- mathematics of getting on the right answer and showing your work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This sounds like Common Core gone really, really bad. Am I wrong? I'm so I am super glad you brought this up because our focus as an organization started with ethnic studies, which brought in critical race theory into the curriculum. And mm-hmm. we know because our priority is the safety and well-being of our students, how damaging critical race theory can be in the, in the context of an ethnic studies course or a history course. What's shocking is that critical race theory is now making its way into other academic areas including math. And that's what we're seeing in the pathway to equitable math resource that, as you said, labels, quote, focus on the right answer and showing your work in only one way as white supremacy culture. What's most disappointing about this document, and there are many disappointing things about this document, is that there are actually really good math practices recommended for teachers. But this kind of characterization is discriminatory 
it's racist, and it alienates teachers so that they won't even get to the good math practices that are recommended in this mm-hmm. document. Well, I, I mean, I'm sorry. It, it's just, again, common sense. If, if we can't say you've got to get the right answer, and, you know, just show me how you got to an answer, and, you know, you were right in many ways, bridges will collapse, airplanes will fall out of the sky, spaceships you know rockets will blow up on the launch pad you there there is nothing but the right answer in mathematics you have to have the right answer and to teach that math is somehow racist when you're focusing on the right answer is literally deadly down the line am i over am i exaggerating I absolutely agree with that. And um, this is why we are in California so concerned about this particular resource, because it is included as a resource multiple times in the new California math framework. That's a draft framework. It comes out once every six or seven years. That is the definitive guide to California math teachers for teaching math K through 12. We teachers look forward to this document, this framework coming out so that we can become informed about best practices in math teaching and so that we have a plethora of resources that we can use to enrich our math students. When this resource is included in that document, it means that California would then be blessing white supremacist culture, uh, labeling uh, math practices as white supremacist culture and blessing that ideology for California. And we all know that where California goes in curriculum, the rest of the country follows. So this is the number one focus of our advocacy efforts right now is to get this resource pulled from the California math framework. So help people understand, you know, let me take a quick break. And then when we come back, help people understand how this is not about California. You know, you just said as California goes, so goes the rest of the country. That's that is really important because that's an understanding of, you know, the capitalist system. If California and Texas both sign on, all of our textbooks are going to be written for those huge uh, states and everybody else just gets you know the leftovers they get kind of, they have to go kind of on that path um, otherwise it's going to cost you a lot of money to develop something else uh, differently um, but that's not what we're even talking about just that alone is is bad but this is a concerted effort in every state in the union and the speed of which this is coming at us I've never seen anything like it Can you kind of put this into perspective when we come back? Absolutely. Happy to. Okay, we'll do that in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor is Patriot Mobile. You know, there is a great article. Where did I read it today? uh, That said, conservatives, please start boycotting. And I've always hated boycotts. um, But these companies are working against us now and they're working against fundamental principles and i just don't want any of my money going to them for instance if you are right now doing business with verizon they are taking some of the money that they get from you which is their right they're a private company 
they are taking that some of that money and they're giving it to Planned Parenthood to fight for abortion. Okay, well, that's their right to do it. But why am I in business with them? Well, because there's no other choice, really, because they're all so bad. Not Patriot Mobile. Well, they're kind of small. Well, they wouldn't be if you would, you know, get on board. You would send a message. You'd, you'd, you'd be able to say, Verizon, do you hear us now? We have got to go into business with people, not just because, look, if it sucked, I wouldn't be advertising it. If it wasn't up to par, if it was substandard, I would at least tell you that in every commercial. But I don't think I'd even do the commercial if it was subpar. Um, right now, Patriot Mobile is going to give you the same great service, better customer service, in my opinion, a lower price, and you're standing with a company that is is spending some of their money on defending the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. They believe in the same things that you believe in. This is an easy one. Switch today. Can you imagine if everybody within the sound of my voice today said, I'm just going to make this one change. Can you imagine the reaction? Make this one change. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Do it now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. 10-second station ID. We have uh, uh, Lori Myers with us. She is the co-founder of Educators for Quality and, uh, and Equality. She's a former California educator. She also worked uh, in the high-tech uh, industry, I think, in Silicon Valley. Lori, I don't know about now, but I, I mean, you're, you've always been a liberal or have you always been a conservative? I mean, not that it matters, but you're not some Bible-thumping person that's always been against everything. Right. (laughs) I'm not against everything. (laughs) And and what I'm for is for what's best for our students. Um, That is the code of conduct that all teachers need to track to. So regardless of whether something is characterized as liberal, conservative, progressive, uh, reactionary, we just advocate for what's best for our students and our teachers in the classroom. Okay, good. That's a perfect answer. Okay, I've never seen anything like, I'm sorry, but I mean, that's how everybody is cast now, that they dismiss you because, oh, that's just a conservative, you know, Coke Foundation kind of stuff. And that's, that's, that's not what this is. Um, explain to the average American that has heard about this, has kids in school, maybe they're not back yet. And think that this isn't going to affect them. It's really a California problem and they can trust their school district. I've never seen anything spread this fast uh, and so deep. Give give the average person perspective. So that's actually the key point right there is it's all about parents. So I have many examples about how this is playing out in every state across the country, even in states where you wouldn't necessarily expect this ideology to pop up. But we are already seeing success at the school district level, because regardless of what's happening in each state, um, and in fact, 
to your point earlier about California and Texas, there has been a bill introduced into the Texas legislature that would ban critical race theory from K-12 schools. So that's a step in the right direction. But regardless of what happens at the state level, local school districts and school boards have the authority to institute their own graduation requirements and to mm-hmm. approve or develop their own curricula. So parents and community members actually have a lot of power to make sure that this doesn't infiltrate their students' classroom. However, I talk to a lot of people and they say, you know, I go talk about it and the school or the teachers or the board of education, they're hostile sometimes at best, um, but they ridicule, they won't give an answer, they roll their eyes, they do all of the stuff that petulant teenagers do. Um, I mean, is it is it something that you can even get an answer on? And trust that answer if you go to your trusted teacher? Um, So you absolutely can. Um, I just had a call yesterday with uh, a group of parents from Southern California who at the beginning of the school year were in their Zoom back to school night. And Mm -hmm. to their surprise, saw a slide from their new district diversity and inclusion coordinator saying that it's time to, quote, burst the bubble on racism in their district. This was a district that's very diverse, where, as far as they knew, there had been no incidents of racism. And this group of parents, with help, um, advocated starting um, all the way at the bottom of the food chain, all the way up to the top. The call this week was that the program has been shut down, the DEI coordinator has been dismissed, and this has Mm. been extracted from their school curriculum. So it takes persistence, it takes building allies, but the most important thing that we believe is that when parents know what critical race theory ideology is and the harms that it does to their children, they do not want this for their students. They will speak up and they will advocate. And on top of that, school districts, do not want what happened in California around the model curriculum, which is hundreds of thousands of public comment, lots of wasted time and money, and massive embarrassment in the media. School districts don't want that. So when parents build awareness and build advocacy, they are able to confront this. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it means that it can be done. All right. Okay. So, Lori, can you stay with us for a few more minutes? Absolutely. Okay, I, I want to come back to that, and I want I want you to talk to the person like me that has never done any of this stuff before. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. Um, I want you to talk to those people and help them with an answer on how to fight this. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We'll do that in here in a second. According to Bloomberg... Within a year, this is yesterday or day before is Bloomberg, Bitcoin will be worth $400,000 a coin. That should be terrifying. Uh, is that even going to last? I mean, 400000 you know, the, the um, president of Goldline years ago said to me, I said, geez, if it ever gets to three to $5,000 an ounce, uh, and he stopped me there and he said, don't even think of that. He said, I know I sell gold for a living, but and we'd make a lot of money. But for it to be at three to five thousand dollars an ounce, the entire world would have to be burning down. Well, that's where we're headed, guys. This week, I want you to call Goldline with every single order placed this week only. 
you're going to qualify for a free uh, uh, mind your own business silver bar at no cost. They're standing by to take your call right now. That special is happening this week only. A free mind your business silver bar for every order. By the way, that's what was printed on our money originally. It's at goldline.com. Do it now. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. New one tonight. We're with Lori Myers. She's the co-founder of Educators for Quality and Equality. She's a California educator. She is. She's put together a uh, this group to to help people inside and outside of the educational system. I mean, we're all kind of in it if you have a child there, uh, and parents to be able to work together to stop the madness and start to teach things like. You know, merit matters. Uh, facts matter. Uh, and stop saying, I, I just, I'm so blown away by what I read uh, this morning on uh, Santa Clara County denouncing the United States. This is their board of education. This is now in their curriculum that the United States is a parasitic system based on the invasion of white male settlers. Teachers were instructed to, and I'm quoting, cash in on kids' inherent empathy in order to train students to, still quoting, become activist intellectuals. And it will start in Santa Clara as early as the first grade. By the time your kids are in fifth grade, you've lost them. You've totally lost them. Um, you know, back in, the, back in the 1800s, the pulpit in the South was indoctrinating Christians with, you can own slaves, God says it's okay. This schools are the they are the new churches for the left, and they are indoctrinating not Sundays, but every day of the week, and they're doing it to your children. And we've got to stand uh, against this. And Lori Myers is here to help us do it. I, I have to tell you, Lori, I am. In some ways, I'm a big talker. I say, you got to get involved. You got to do these things. And then I go home and I'm really tired and my kids are on fire and my house is on fire. <laughs> you know, life happens. And then I get up in the next morning and I'm like, you got to get involved. Okay. Help the people like me whose house is on fire already. And I just, I, I don't have time to be the leader of a group or anything else. Help us get out of that position and into the beginning, at least, of being really involved and making a difference. Absolutely. And I love your metaphor of the houses on fire because mm. no one's going to put out a house on fire by themselves. But you can do it with a group. Um, one of the most important ways for parents and community members and teachers and school board members to start advocacy on this is to talk about it. We've found that so many parents know that something's wrong, but can't necessarily articulate it with, their with what their students are learning. But once they start talking about it, they realize they're not alone. Um, many parents are unaware, but once they become aware of what this ideology is and what their students are learning, they want to take action. And it's better to do it with allies than it is to do it by yourself. So number one is get informed and talk about it, build alliances, 
and then start talking to teachers, principals, school board members. The key is transparency, both on the school board level and in the classroom. And I'm happy to give specific examples for each. Go for it. Okay, so on the school board adoption level, school boards have the authority to institute their own graduation requirements and to adopt curriculum. So transparency on the school board curriculum adoption process is absolutely key. And this means curriculum, textbooks, resources. In an example that just happened in California last month, the school board, and this sounds like an outstanding school board, was given the curriculum, the textbooks, textbooks and the resources ahead of time, did their diligence, found a resource that said, and I'm quoting, white children are racist before they walk, but they identified this, were able to then send it back to the curriculum developers to have this removed. So transparency was key in that process. And it's highly likely that the curriculum developers weren't even aware that this resource uh, was saying these discriminatory and racist things, but then they were able to have it removed. So one key to advocate for, one thing to advocate for is transparency on the school board adoption level. The next place to advocate for transparency is in the classroom. Teachers have the flexibility and they should have the flexibility to bring in resources that bring the learning to life, that engage students, that get students excited about learning. But teachers must be transparent about the resources they're learning. Just down the road from me, and I'm in Santa Clara County, which, which you've been talking about, um, seven and eight-year-old third graders were made to identify their dominant attributes to highlight them, and then were told at the same time that these dominant attributes have them oppressing other groups. Now, parents became aware Um, they advocated for this to get out of the classroom and it was pulled from the school. So transparency is key across the board and that's what parents should be advocating for. All right. But I agree with you. I want transparency on everything. Look, I, I know we have different goals. I know we have different beliefs. I just want you to tell me what yours is. So I know what you're teaching and I can counter or whatever. Um, But that's not the way of the left. Now, let me, let me give you this. Um, this comes from that Santa Clara, uh, Santa Clara um, uh, County School Board. They had a panel that was working with the teachers, and they said teachers have to be careful. Panelists suggested that the local educators hide this way of teaching from administrators and families. Quote, district guidelines and expectations are barriers, said one panelist, quoting, We have to be extra careful about what is being said, since we can't just say something controversial now that we're in people's homes because of remote learning. Teachers must acknowledge that they, too, can become oppressors in the classroom. Inherently, it is the oppressor who sets the rules. So teachers must recognize their own privilege and their own bias in order to fully align themselves with the oppressed and work towards dismantling all of those systems of oppression. So they're saying here that you need to hide this from parents. 
Um, agreed. And I'm very familiar with what's going on in Santa Clara County because that's where I am right now. And that's where I'm a teacher. Um, oh and my this gosh. Is exactly, and this is exactly why transparency is key. And the parent group that's advocating against this teacher training and, and what's going on in Santa Clara County is this teacher training. It's not curriculum in the classroom. They are advocating for transparency. If this is a program that's being mandated or offered and paid for by our county office of education, there needs to be transparency around it. We want to know what our teachers are being told to teach. We want to know and we deserve to know what kind of curriculum is going on in the classroom. It's very hard for a school district or a county board of education to say, we disagree with transparency. As my husband likes to say, people who have nothing to hide hide nothing. And it's very hard for a district Mm -hmm. to come out and say that we disagree with transparency because the impression they give is that they're hiding something. And that's what we're advocating for in Santa Clara County. So you're there. You started this group. How how how's your success rate? What what's happening there? Because reading from Um, the outside, it seems like it's I mean, house on fire, house on fire. I mean, the whole block is burning down. Um, So full disclosure, I did not start the group that's advocating in Santa Clara County. Um, I'm participating in it. Um, And 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 it's a process. It's a process. Um, Sometimes advocacy is easier than others. And sometimes all it takes is bringing awareness of this to the administration. Um, In another in another meeting I had with uh, a local school board member, Um, The school board member insisted that there was no critical race theory happening in her district. Yet Mm -hmm. we were able to show that this curriculum had critical race theory and this lesson had critical race theory. And she was unaware. Um, But once she became aware, she pulled it from the school. So how do we Um, find that if you're an average person? How do you find that? Because this is what my school is saying. Oh, no, no, we don't get involved in any of that. But I am fairly confident um, because I know the teachers, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm I'm not I'm not positive. And and not that they would be hiding it from me, but they may not know. What do you look for? How do you do that as a parent? What's key is and it's easier in the days of Zoom school um, where you can drop into your student's class and see what's actually happening. Um, But be aware of what your students are learning. If you can drop into their Zoom school, look at their look at the syllabi for their courses. Look at the assignments that they're doing. Look at the reading lists for class. Reading lists are key. Um, In one uh, very disturbing example in Illinois, um, a book called Not My Idea was introduced into a kindergarten classroom. Um, The one a particularly disturbing page in the book has an image of a devil with a contract that white people would sign in order to maintain their privilege. In another page in the book, in another page in this book, the only words on the page are quote, whiteness is a bad idea. It always was. Now, the reason that we know about this is that parents were aware of what was happening in the classroom and were able to bring it to the school's attention and get some uh, and and get more uh, awareness around it. And again, the key is awareness. 
school districts do not want to be embarrassed. School districts do not want to spend the time and money on lawsuits, which are now starting to pop up around critical race theory in school. The first federal lawsuit around critical race theory uh, in, in education was filed in Nevada last, last December um, when a biracial high school senior was made to deconstruct his privilege in his uh, class, and I'm quoting his parent here, to reveal his oppressive nature. And that's now in federal court. School mm. districts do not want that. Parents need to stay aware and bring this to their attention. Lori, I so appreciate everything that you do. Um, your website is educators for qe.com the number four educators for qe.com you can also follow uh, Lori on twitter at teacher myers m-e-y-e-r-s um i would love to have you back and 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 Lori, maybe we can get our producers to talk to you uh, maybe we do a an online zoom uh uh kind of a Council for parents where you could help us assemble some of the real people that really know each of these things and try to help people who are starting at ground zero and don't really understand it don't know but know there's a problem and maybe we can we can do something like that online would you be interested Glenn, that is a fabulous idea, and um, I just want to let parents know that not only are they not alone, but there are many resources out there for parents who want to begin the advocacy process. A couple of key resources are fairforall.org. That is the website for the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism, which has resources for parents for advocacy in their school districts. Okay, so hang on, hang on, Lori. I've got to take a network break. Can I get you on tomorrow with just a list of those things? I'm doing a special tonight on this, and people are going to watch and go, okay, what do I do about it? Can you come on tomorrow with a list of those those things? And then we can maybe talk some more about having a, you know, having a an online course or an online evening uh, to be able to help people. Can we do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thrilled to help. Lori. Thank you so much. Thank you so much again. Educators for QE.com. More with her tomorrow on the program. Let me tell you uh, quickly about our sponsor this half hour. It's Relief Factor. I used to be one of those people who, to a certain extent, define themselves by the amount and frequency of the pain they suffer. Um, that makes my wife very, very happy um because uh you know she gets to hear it and she loves the whining from her husband she loves it loves it uh it can actually if taken too far can replace your actual identity you become about pain and and the things that you've lost in life you don't want to be that you can get your life back and may i know you've probably tried everything but would you please just try relief factor I want you to call um, and and get some relief factor. Try it for three weeks. You'll know if it's going to work for you within three weeks. Seventy uh, percent of the people who try it go on to order more because it does work for them. Thirty percent, it's just not going to work. Find out. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. Call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tonight, 
at 9 p.m. A very important special on schools and critical race theory. What is really going on, what it means, and how deadly it is. This is if there is only one thing that you can do and say, I, I, I can't pay attention to all of this. Pick one. But I don't think there is anything more important than what's happening in your schools beginning now at kindergarten. It is indoctrination. It is deadly, not just to the Republic, but it will crush your children's soul. Save your child first, and we'll show you all about it. And then on tomorrow's program, we'll go the extra step. We have Lori Myers. She'll talk about some specific resources. Uh, and is tomorrow we have Deborah so, uh, so on, don't we? We do, yeah. And, you know, this okay. ties in so much into just, is there a concept of truth that exists among human beings? Right. You know, that's with the education thing, with, with doc, what Dr. Deborah So is talking about. It all kind of comes back to the same thing, that truth is no longer a thing. Right. And Deborah, Deborah So is on because my son came to me and said, Dad, uh, gender and sex, we're talking about this in school, and I need your help to be able to argue. And I really couldn't help him, and I'm ahead of the game. So I have Deborah So on, and it's she's going to answer some questions for me with my kids. You, I thought I should share it with you because you're probably having the same thing. You know, this music is saying it's a white construct that we're out of time. The network mm. needs to make money, and that is all based in whiteness, and I reject it, and I am not going to stop talking no matter what they say because I reject this white... St- this is the Glenn Beck Program.